0: Yo, the doctor's in town. Oh yeah, the doctor's in the house, y'all. He's in the house, man. Let's listen, to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day even really help your they go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in. Let the doctor know what's bothering you, the doctor is in the house. If you have a pain, call a doctor. If you have a sprain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what you're going through. Let him tell you what's good for you, because the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Call it that. Call the doctor. Call it that. Call it that. Call it that.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron here, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, on weekly every Tuesday at 4 p.m. And I have been doing that for the last five years. And today I had some time, so I wanted to bring you a little bit of chat about COVID, maybe some information that you missed or was not presented by the mainstream media. This uh program may contain information that you should uh, confirm with your medical doctor before making any medical decisions. I am a medical doctor 55 years of experience, two board certifications, among other things, and you can read that in my bio. But today is sort of informal and uh, just wanted to bring you up to date. So let's just start. And if you're around and you want to chat, that's fine. Now, The WHO, an organization that my normal listeners know I don't have much faith in, run by a a corrupt person who's not even a physician. But, you know, they came out with an estimate that puts coronavirus deaths at a rate of only 0.13%. You heard me right. Flu death rates are 0.1%. And it's sort of, this news has been sort of lost in the reporting. Lost in the reporting of the World Health Organization's new estimate that about 760 million people, more than 20 times the confirmed cases have been infected by coronavirus worldwide, is the impact on the estimated survival rate. If indeed 760 million people have been infected at some point during the outbreak and the number of confirmed deaths is about 1 million, the infection fatality rate is only 0.13%. And as I said, that is a little more than the one-tenth of 1%, which WHO says is the rate for seasonal flu. And remember how we were all thrown into a state of panic by the initial modeling by the corrupt Neil Ferguson out of in England, and that was parroted by Dr. Tony and Bur- Burks and, and the rest of them, throwing us into a state of panic and fear. And remember, the initial death rate was 3.4%. It led to ca- catastrophic lockdowns, Right. So 3.4% is more than 26 times higher than a rate of 0.13%. Okay. Just just want to make sure you understand that because of all the fear and panic that we've been living through these past months. What does it ultimately mean that the vast majority of the world is at risk, but that's have been averted and more lives are protected. And if you've listened to my show on a regular basis, you know that I've been talking about a case-demic, not a pandemic. And even the New York Times in August said that this PCR test is 90% false positive. It is a very inaccurate test. It It has a lot of moving parts. So a lot of people are testing positive that do not even have the coronavirus, but may have had a cold, which is a coronavirus. And I want to let you know about a study from Wayne State University in Michigan that found that COVID-19 severity may be fading just as fast as the death rate is fading. With every mutation, the virus is getting weaker. In fact, 90% of people testing positive barely have any virus, according to the New York Times. That was the August edition, if you want to check me out. The reporter, Mandevilli, summarized her story. All these months into panic, we have been testing the wrong way. This is a quote, data from some state labs suggest up to 90% of people who get a positive result are no longer contagious and do not need to isolate because there is no virus. And the Center for Disease Control in September showed that people under age 50 have a 100% survival rate, 99.997. For 0 to 19, 99.8 for 20 to 49, 99.5, 50 to 69, and 94.6, like 95% survival for those over 70, but those over 70 have at least 2.6 comorbidities. What does that mean? That means they have more than two chronic diseases along with what we'll call COVID or the Chinese virus. And overall, get this, did you hear about this or read about this? The CDC states that just 6% of people counted as COVID-19 deaths actually died of COVID-19 alone. The other 94% had comorbidities or were 85 years and older. Think about it. And the virus is mutating. I'm down in Florida and we're opened up and we're doing fine. We may have cases, but we don't have infections. We don't. Our hospitals are not packed. Our bars are opening. Our businesses are, are not going bankrupt as fast as other states. And many physicians are saying and I cannot pronounce this physician's name, B-H-A-T-T-A-C-H-A-R-Y-A. He also stated that the studies are showing that 90% of the COVID-19 testing is too sensitive. The test is being amplified too much. That's what the problem is. There's no standardized way to do this test. I'm sure you if you read about that, you'd be a little bit more positive in the way you're approaching your life. Top infectious disease experts are have a drive now to end all lockdowns. Then they're the leading epidemiologists, not the deep staters like Dr. Fauci and Burks. And thank God in America we have Dr. Scott Adams putting a level head on all these numbers. But there's something out there now called the Great Barrington Declaration, put out by infectious disease epidemiologists and public health scientists who have grave concerns about the damaging physical and mental health impacts of the prevailing COVID-19 policies. And they recommend an approach called FOCUSED prevention. 2,400 medical health and public health scientists have signed this declaration along with 2,700 practicing medical professionals. As we have said, COVID is not a death sentence. Because the survival rate is nearly 100% for those under 70 and nearly 95% who are older. But remember, these older people are sicker. So the, the idea that the public has in their mind is that this is something so unique and so deadly, we should utterly end all normal existence. Dear listeners, that is not the right approach. There's a better way protect the vulnerable, shield them for a short period of time until we reach a level where the population has this herd immunity. And for the rest of the world, let them live. Because the statistics now are coming out are are not as biased as they were before. The only people trying to keep you in fear are those that have a vested interest. Dr. Fauci is no longer our president's main advisor. So he's going on television with his spiel a lot. But he's never been right. And he still does not have HIV right in all the years he's been in there. He still does not have a vaccine for HIV. And we don't want to get get started down that road. Okay, so these are things you're not getting getting on the news, ladies and gentlemen. So this great Barrington Declaration, you can look it up, and actually you can sign it if you agree with it. And why, how, why did I get that name Barrington? Well, it's a town in Massachusetts. but that, That's where the, the declaration was written. And as of last week, it had, now I see, 73,000 members of the public signed it, as well as 4,700 medical professionals and 3,200 medical practitioners. They all agree that we should not be locked down. And as I said in previous podcasts, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You keep people from socializing, and socializing is the number one ingredient of centenarians. The number one ingredient for your immunity. And if you listen to my last program, you'll see, you know, 80% of our immunity is in our gut. But socialization is critical to our survival of our immune system. So we're kept in the house. There is tons of articles, good scientific articles showing that the higher your vitamin D level, your the chance of getting COVID is decreased. And if you get it, it's going to be mild. So what, if you, what do you do when you're in the house? You don't have the availability of sunlight. Your body cannot make vitamin D. And if you're in the house, you're breathing this, all this recycled air in your home and you're not socializing. This is what I wanted to tell you today. One more thing. I just want to make you aware of two things about the vaccine. According to wildlife experts, the plan to vaccinate everybody in the world will have a devastating impact on our environment because the vaccines are made with something called squalene. Where do you get squalene? It comes from shark livers. It's the oil in shark livers. It is estimated to save a global supply of squalene containing COVID-19 vaccines, an estimated 500,000 sharks would have to be slaughtered. The added demand could push certain shark species to the brink of extinction. So now there's another petition. It's called change.org petition calling for a ban on shark-derived squalene and COVID-19 vaccines. So environmentalists who care about sharks and the shark population and do not want to see them extinct, you might want to look at change.org. It's a lot of sharks, a half a million sharks. There's three million sharks already killed for their livers each year. And now you're going to add on top of that three million, another half a million to make these vaccines. It's also used in flu vaccines. About 3,000 sharks are required to make a ton of squalene. Again, I know you're not reading about this, so that's why I'm I'm just bringing that to your attention. And one last point before I go. Uh, I see uh, just a couple of chats, but we'll, we'll get to your questions. The vaccines, they're being tested, right? But they're being tested on the healthiest people that these drug companies could find. So the question is, how will unhealthy Americans react? We know that 60% of Americans have some kind of chronic disease. We're not the healthiest nation in the world, sorry to say. We spend the most, but we're not the healthiest. Participants in the trials of these vaccines have been healthy adults. Moderna's Phase one clinical trial for its messenger RNA vaccine, which would change your DNA, included 45 healthy adults, 18 to 55. The same is true for phase one and two clinical trial for the BNT vaccine developed by Pfizer. 45 healthy adults between 18 and 55. Novartis, 131 healthy adults, 18 to 59. AstraZeneca, 1077 healthy adults, age 18 to 55. Johnson & Johnson had two groups. The first group, 402 healthy adults, 18 to 55. The second group, 394 healthy elderly adults, 65 and older. And all these trials have moved to phase three, in which tens of thousands of healthy adults are being recruited to test them instead of using animals or using human beings and they're having adverse effects and these are healthy adults so i sound like alan king you know these are healthy adults what's going to happen some of these these Volunteers have had reactions already. Transverse myelitis was reported in in one volunteer, which is an inflammation of the spinal cord caused by inflammation. Others have been sick with uh, various symptoms, including headache, muscle pains, dozens of them, in fact. So some trials were stopped and then restarted because of side effects in healthy adults. And I did tell you about the, the endpoint is to prevent mild symptoms. They've lowered the standard. Their standard is to prevent mild symptoms of covid And we have no idea what the long-term effects of these vaccines are. We have no idea of what happens when you take a COVID vaccine and a flu vaccine, especially in people in the United States who the majority are not healthy. What's going to happen? If you like the Mayo Clinic, they have a journal called Mayo Clinic Proceedings. They found that less than 3% of Americans live a healthy lifestyle. In the Journal of Metabolic Syndrome and Related Disorders, they found only 12% of adults in the the United States are metabolically healthy. So Americans are sick. They're over-medicated. Tens of millions of children and adults in the U.S. aren't, in fact, not healthy. What kind of adverse effects would we expect? So, ladies and gentlemen, again, I I just, when I have time, I just want to bring you this type of information so that you have an idea of what's going on, and so that you can live your life and don't be afraid, especially if you're under 70. Almost 100% of people get better. The overall infection fatality rate, 0.13%. The infection fatality rate for the seasonal flu is 0.1%. And yet, We are being politically harassed. We are being forced to wear masks, which have no effect on the virus. There's not been one study to show that. I've gone over the 12 reasons why masks are ineffective. They lower your oxygen level. They increase your CO2 level. You inhale your own spit. The viruses can even, if you have a, a viral infection, even if you use the mask with valves, it gets through the valves because the virus is very, very, very small. So, you know, we really need to, need to get our act together in this country and around the world and get get the politicians out of the equation. And we, you know, being obedient doesn't make you virtuous, you know, but it seems like that's what they're turning us into. In America, anyway, people reporting other people for not wearing a mask, and then the ones that do wear it have no idea that they're touching their face so often, put their mask in their pocket, carry it around their neck, carry it on their chin, putting it back on their nose and inhaling whatever. So there's lots of articles on mass and maybe we'll, we'll touch on that another time. But the CDC, just for your information, they said that this is a that it, an aerosol transmission, this virus. And for some reason, a couple of days later, they took that down. So on the 18th of September, it was an aerosol virus. On the 22nd, it wasn't. Ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Remember, in in the United States, the CDC is a private organization whose business it is to buy and sell vaccines. They have a a name that sounds like they're a government organization, but they're private. They're listed on the Dun & Bradstreet's uh, website. So did somebody get to them? I don't know. And SARS-CoV-2, air, you know, it probably is airborne, like other other scientists have said. And it really makes mass ineffective by a lot of, uh, of of professors of environmental health, even from Harvard. They're they're even coming out against the if you have the virus, it may be okay to wear one. But boy, you have to be careful if you sneeze into it. You want to get a new mask because you don't want to inhale that virus again. There is a lot of strong scientific evidence against mask wearing. Yeah, you wanted me to go through all that on another chat. Just drop me a line at docronradio at gmail.com, docronradio at gmail.com. And we'll go through wearing bandanas, wearing cloth masks, wearing the N95 mask. Whatever we'll go through each one of them and and talk about fatality rates and talk about the size of the virus and give you some facts that you you can use. Okay, well, I don't see any questions, so ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, uh, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. This coming Tuesday, we're going to talk about BPA is still around. You know, you th- think it's out of your plastics? Well, think again. And it, uh, it is a phytoestrogen. There's chemicals that you're drinking. There's so many chemicals in our cosmetics, in our soaps, and they all have an effect on our endocrine system, making men less men and contributing to tumors in women. So if you have an interest in that subject, it'll be Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on Podbean. And if you miss it on Podbean, I'm on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Podchaser, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Radio. Just put in the name of the podcast, which is Dr. Ron unfiltered and uncensored we take no advertisers because we want to be able to say what is on our mind and try and bring you the truth without any interference from any kind of outside source so those of you who are listening i thank you and uh, we'll do it again have a great day
0: hey everybody everybody. dr Ron's finished for the day i hope you got some good wisdom what the man had to say and it's all about good health he's the man you got to see he has a lot more answers for you so tune in next week when the doctor is in the house or when the doctor is in the house and let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house when the doctor is in the house so if you have a pain call the doctor if you have a strain call the doctor and let the doctor know what's bothering you or when the doctor is in the house the doctor is in the house see you next week